0: I said, give me a hell, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one! Good Our Funko.
1: Our Funko. Coming to the ring, coming to the ring. It's a Royal Rumble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to a
1: real Ripley rocketing, fiend ballooning, Mark Calloway snoozing episode
0: <laughs> of <from> the Brothers. <laughs> Up discussion. We're going to talk about everything from NXT's two-night takeover, Keith Lee's ride on the push rocket, that, and so much more. Matt, it hasn't quite been a hot, tasty week of wrestling, but it's been a hot, tasty weekend of wrestling. Hell yeah. You're baby free tonight. How you doing? I, well, I missed my baby. But, um, oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> Mike, I'm flying high. I, <laughs> I marked out big time for that Callaway joke. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got the giggles going. I got a beer. I just finished watching Rick and Morty, and Ooh. I'm still myself, pretty psyched about uh, this whole weekend of wrestling. I, I I really thought, you know, Mike, we'll get into it. There's reasons to complain, all the time, <gasps> about our beloved no performance art that's called pro wrestling. What? But I I just thought we got way too much. Like, there's like you know the stat in hockey, the plus minus. And when you have a – you give up a goal, you get a minus. And when you get a goal, you get a plus. I thought there were more pluses than minuses this weekend. And I think that's so hard to get in today's world of pro wrestling. And we got it. And we got some major pluses. So, it's just – it was such a great weekend. But uh, if you want to follow along with the Brothers Discussion, uh, we're we're going to be recording during Monday Night Raw today just to – get this get this week going a little bit more efficiently. Uh the holiday week. But as soon as soon as we can get to our seats, we'll be tweeting out at BOD Podcast. That's our Twitter account for the Brothers of Discussion. Find everything else Brothers of Discussion at uh, BODpodcast.com or Brothers of Discussion dot com. Find the Instagram at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Whoa, that beer. And find the, my Facebook group whoa, at um live wrestling discussion brought to you by bod um and we also have our, our hockey show if you're a hockey fan it's about the detroit red wings the discussion five comes out every monday and thursday find it at bod hockey or uh the hockey podcast all right so <clears throat> that's out of the way mike let's uh Matt, let's jump in here you, you want to talk it. about uh, what happened post survivor series first though
0: Yeah, let's start with something a little light. Um, I do want to get into the wrestling because it was an incredible weekend. Uh, But they closed Survivor Series after all the wrestling was done. The dust had settled. Shayna Baszler was standing tall. Then she wasn't standing tall because Becky was standing. Anyway, we got an interview with Stone Cold at the Broken Skull. I, I don't know what he was going for. He called it like the Broken Skull. Uh rehab room or something where he said he he only got over because he broke his own skull or something I don't know, but his first interview was not with the undertaker, it was with Mark Calloway, and they talked about <laughs> the uh the rise of the undertaker yeah, um, and how he's the eggman yeah, uh Matt, my takeaway was uh Mark Calloway, I think is just not don't take this the wrong way.
1: All right. So me, you know this is going to be a prepare. positive
0: review. This is going to knock
1: <laughs> me off.
0: My I'm going to say this, listen, I'm going to don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> but he is a normal, boring guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. I yeah. think it's I think it's interesting that um what well, like Mark was telling his stories about, you know, uh when he was fighting for the territories out in Texas, um and then he got the, the phone call from WC, WCW and he thought he's, uh, you know, he's going to get some, some big, uh, some heat going against, uh, I believe he said Legion of doom, which was pretty exciting. Um, and WCW just said, we don't think that you're somebody people want to pay money to see. Um, and, and so, if,
1: and you're making the argument if it was Mark Calloway,
0: they were right. May, maybe. <laughs> No, I think that what this did for me is it really um, it kind of put Vince in a different light because because yeah. he does make a lot of mistakes, woo doggies, uh, but he also does have a really good track record because he turned uh, you know a couple of chicken shits into chicken salad. Uh, you know Steve the Blonde Williams, I don't think anyone gave a hoot about uh, this six foot nine red haired buffoon, uh, Mister Personality himself, Mark Calloway. He turned him into the undertaker. Yeah. Um, so for me, these, these interviews were, they weren't, they weren't, I don't think they were super duper candid. We did get a little bit of, you know, Mark Calloway just doing a, a straight shoot. Um, but he just kind of seemed like a, like a normal boring guy, you know, and he, he's you know confident and happy with where the ride took him. And he's, you know, very aware of the, the beating it's taken on his body. Um, but yeah, it's uh you know, he's he could have he could have really had some nightmare gimmicks at WWE and instead, uh, you know, Vince said, We're thinking about we're gonna a sport, we're gonna make you the undertaker. And then they had all these, you know, great um it kinda reminded me of when you watch the behind the scenes of Star Wars, you know, and they put the characters together. Yeah. Um you know, like you see the old uh, renditions of Chewbacca and then there was like the winning one. It was kind of the same thing where they had the uh um like the blueprints for how his gimmick would look what the character's um gear ring gear would look like and you know mark talked about how he came up with um kind of the michael myers um uh, move set where he he is a hyper athletic six foot nine guy who was you know kind of before his time because um, he would have fit in right now going up against you know like the keith lees of the world um yeah. you know the viking raiders of the world but um yeah, I, it was uh I think it was interesting in that way that um Vince is a is a hell of an idea man. Um and that Mark is he's just a guy. He's just like one of us. You know, and he happened to stumble onto this thing and you know, a lot of people have, have probably had interesting gimmicks and Mark was able to kinda run with it and make it his own and um you know, he got to touch on how important kayfabe was to him, how he would always dress in black and always try to look like the undertaker, even when he wasn't doing TV tapings. Um, but yeah, so, you know, tongue in cheek, uh, you know, I'm calling him a nice boring guy because he, he just seems like a nice guy. He could probably, he'd, you know, not punch you in the face if you saw him at a bar and you wanted to shake his hand. He just seemed like a nice yeah. kind of normal guy, Matt. Uh, what was your takeaway?
1: Well, I mean, when you're watching Stone Cold and he's not even laughing at Undertaker's or uh, Mark Calloway's, you know, little anecdotes, uh, he doesn't even give him like a half smirk. It just cuts to Stone Cold and he's
0: like. Yeah, there was some like for as long as Mark Calloway was the Undertaker and he would no sell uh, uh, Stone Cold was doing a really good Undertaker impression because he (laughs) no sold all those stories.
1: Yeah, like we we've listened to that pot, the, the Stone Cold podcast from Broken Skull Ranch he he has a good time he has a good time with you know Bill Burr when he's purposefully coming on the show and saying yeah I'm not going to be Bill Burr I'm just I'm just going to talk to you like a normal guy like yeah. that's how that interview went all-star comedian and stone cold's giggling the whole time <laughs> like he, <laughs> he just wants to get it out of Bill Burr so bad and then you've got a pro wrestler that, <laughs> that Grew in the industry at the same time as Stone Cold, and Stone Cold couldn't have been more bored <laughs> by the whole conversation. <laughs> but I—I I mean, that's—I guess that's my hot take. I—I I still say it's exciting to see those two guys in the room just bullshitting back and forth. So it, it's—it's worth—it's worth a gander. Uh, but Mike, totally worth the gander if you have—if you have the network and one of these shows from this past weekend you are yet to watch from beginning to end um Ooh. maybe maybe skip from like the last let's see you've got like a, a half hour left to go in the show let's say you just skip to the last five minutes of that last match but everything else was was really fun this weekend there's my first hot take got that one out of the way mike why don't we jump into war games first because it just makes sense i think because uh some of the conversations in war games have uh a little bit to do with survivor series as well but uh i mean first question here Mike. Which show did you like better, actually? Let's do that.
0: I think that usually I end up picking, uh, like, NXT when there's, you know, a big pay-per-view and they fall on the same weekend, the TakeOver and the, you know, WWE's um, uh, offering. Yeah. Uh, um, honestly? Oh, can you hear me, Matt? Sorry. Mm-hmm. My microphone is making a weird sound. No, oh, yeah, um, I can hear you. I have. I think I honestly liked survivor series better and that's, it's pretty rare for me to say that. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed takeover. Um, I just between like the fiend match. Um, I really liked the women's elimination match. I really like I really liked the men's elimination match. Um, my expectations were so low for that Brock and Rey Mysterio match. And that was actually watchable. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I like some of the nods in that match too. And we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. Um, the one match that I didn't like was um, probably the main event for Survivor Series. I, I didn't feel yeah. like – I felt like – I don't know if the crowd was just exhausted or, no, like, no, the wrestlers just the- weren't connecting with the story.
1: Yeah, I, um, it definitely wasn't the crowd on that one because I was at home watching it and kind of drifting off, like, getting a little bored, seeing how many people liked my Instagram posts. Like, that's <laughs> – that's where my head started to go for most <laughs> yeah, of the
0: match. Yeah, it lacked the, uh, I don't know, it lacked the, the oomph, the, the risks, um, the story. I don't know, something was missing. Um, and I didn't, Matt, I just went through that whole list and I didn't mention my favorite match, which was AJ Styles, Roddy Strong, and Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, it was a hell like, uh, I'll probably rewatch some of those. It's a little bit like, uh, um, I don't know if it's going to be up there like when Dolph had his amazing moment at survivor series, but this was a really good one.
1: I think like what we can measure it against too is like those expectations we had. And, and I was coming into this, uh, weekend and I, I agree with you. I think survivor series, this, this still, there's so many problems that people are bringing up that I don't necessarily agree with, but I still think this is one of the best survivor series we've ever watched. And, uh, The storylines going in could have easily been NXT fought hard, but they just had war games last night, so that's why it was so tough for them to hang on and get that final Oh, yeah, I
0: I love that they didn't use that.
1: Yeah, it just – they rolled right into the next night, and, um, I mean, they kind of used it in, like, the first match, which was the the women's uh, Survivor Series match, but I – I'm okay with the way that shook out too. Cause I, I think the end game is what we wanted. I think I, I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't need like clean victories top to bottom, but I knew that this needed to be NXT walking away with the victory. Um, and I don't know if anybody hasn't watched it yet and you'd be listening to this. So maybe I just spoiled it for you, but we're getting into it anyway. But yeah, I, I mean, that was, that's, that's what I needed for me to come back and watch this again and enjoy it. Uh, is knowing that I was going to watch this and that my favorite brand of pro wrestling on TV came out on top. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I think with the booking too, I, I don't think, in my opinion, I I don't think they overdid it. Um, Cause sometimes with those, um, you know, elimination matches, the tradition they call it the traditional survivor series elimination match yeah um like they'll kind of overdo it with trying to protect this guy or that guy but it they were so fast-paced that and we're gonna i think we're gonna get into what some some people are upset about who the first elimination was for the men but the yeah. like the pacing was so strong <laughs> yeah um for what 15 guys and then was it 12 women um it it was it it really worked well. Like the the I never felt like the night was dragging until hilariously the last match of the night, which I I didn't see coming that that would be my least favorite. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was that was one of those too where you everybody I think was was even arguing about what would be the match of the night. And I know you and I you know we're probably patting ourselves on the back because we picked what match of the night would be back in October. Um, and I still think I, I even after watching the whole night, I'm pretty sure. I still feel pretty confident Uh, pretty using the word pretty is probably throwing people off, but I I do feel pretty confident that Shinsuke and AJ and Roddy strong was match of the night. Um, But I, you know, I, like I said, I I know we wanted to talk war games first, so we'll get into like more of the details, I think of of survivor series after we knock out a couple of uh, notes here for war games. But Mike, I I know we have to kind of talk high level here because this episode has to last us like a week and a half so um (laughs) let's let's go into who's uh, i asked the question who's getting a title shot after this weekend but let's let's kind of pivot away from uh title shots or maybe not just title shots but what what do you think is going to be the most intriguing storyline that comes out of war games the entire show because i've got two in mind so if you don't pick one of them i'm picking the other
0: out of out of war games. Yes. Um. Dang. I mean,
1: because I can go first.
0: Uh. Well. Yeah. Well. Let me just say that as far as long term and short term WWE guys coming to NXT, um, one thing I'm interested to see is is how they decide to do that. It looks like Kevin Owens was the short term plan um that he was just doing a quick cameo in nxt and he's done after this pay-per-view now yeah. that it's over um and finn Balor's gonna linger um but i i think dang i, I think that's what i'm I'm kind of interested to see what happens going forward um like how they're gonna keep doing these clashes because I, I think that a lot of the you know writers and producers and vince especially i hope i hope he noticed um the crowd was 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 pretty hot for NXT. It it didn't ever feel like a, um, you know, like a Sin Cara getting a pin on Braun Strowman, where it was just kind of like a polite applause, like, oh, that's nice, the underdog won. Like, right. the real rooting interest was for NXT. Yeah. But I think based on what happened, um, you know, with the reaction Saturday, um, the big push they got Sunday, and obviously they see value in them, which is why uh you know the majority of the nxt matches um either the nxt person uh went over or they got over um so that's i think that was the most impressive thing for me is you know going forward um how are they going to continue to are they going to continue to sell this whole brand as equal to ron smackdown but matt you had you had two so i'm gonna let you do two
1: I feel like that was the ultimate goal since they're trying to compete on Wednesdays. Like uh, now that they, they won this night, I, th- I think there was like a, you know, part of this is marketing. Now this is a legitimate brand. So I do think what you're asking, you know, do, does this continue going forward? I think absolutely it does because they want to keep saying, see, this is why, this is why we're winning the Wednesday night war because this brand legitimately beat Raw and Smackdown. Um, but I was going to say, uh, I, I do like the, the nod to, um, you know, is, is Kevin Owens going to be affected going forward? Will he affect the main event storyline? Uh, and, and there's also Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole settling the score, but I am excited, Mike, because we might actually have out of all of the brands Including ones that aren't WWE brands. A women's division storyline that has nothing to do with the championship. Mike, Dakota Kai, and Tegan Knox, tag partners yeah. years ago. And uh, man, Dakota Kai let her have it. And this this could be a story of Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. Um, shoot, they could have Dakota Kai go up against William Regal. I absolutely loved uh seeing that go down I I just kept thinking like oh shoot you've got Dakota Kai and Mia Kim but I I loved seeing that happen and just kind of going like what the all right I just say Mia Kim Mia yeah um and (laughs) I'm like wait who's Kim? anyway (laughs) uh I I see Mia going to the hospital and it looks a little overproduced I'm kind of thinking like oh my gosh is this You know, what's been going... How many times have we watched an NXT show and seen somebody get fake hurt or uh, legit hurt and and now they just have to be kind of written off the show? Yeah. And this is... Mike, you had to have loved this because you've been begging for this since she got knocked off the team by Rhea. So I I just... I really thought you were going to pick this and then I was going to go in a different direction. But uh, since you Uh, didn't, I'm going to jump all over it and say... How awesome is it that we're going to finally have a very interesting, very interesting non-championship storyline in the women's division? And th- and you know what? There's probably another one coming from Survivor Series 2 um, if we go back and, and think about uh, what happened in that women's Survivor Series match. But uh, definitely, what Dakota Kai's I- got coming going forward, an awesome change in character, a much-needed change in character, and um, some more heat. In the women's division, more than just watching Shayna, who's who's getting more of the like appreciation, applause, um, and, and less of you know heel heat. But um, yeah, I can tell you, you're chomping at the bit. Go at it.
0: No, that's a that's an excellent pick. I'm pretty jealous of it. Um, I just think it's uh it's an interesting.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to bury it right now. Well, in,
0: interesting. Inter- interesting is a. Uh, it's. <laughs> I, I wish I hadn't used that word not to say that it's not interesting, but it's a lazy adjective. I just mean that it was, it surprised me because I, you know, she was hurt and she was on the shelf for such a long time. Um, she came back, she was still getting positive pops. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you can only book so many, you know, people in, you know, a, a certain archetypal role and it feels like they like having Candice LeRae as kind of that underdog on, in NXT. And for whatever reason they, they didn't like having Dakota in that role. Uh they basically had her lose out uh since she'd returned. Uh I think her only win was when she tagged with Tegan Knox, if I'm not mistaken. Um so she basically was uh you know 0 and 4, 0 and 5, something like that. And I, I just thought that the um the character switch was um it was so unexpected because I, I thought she was still getting good reactions. Um, I, I thought that usually when you did a, a switch, when somebody was, you know, needed a little bit of a reboot, um, and being so fresh from injury, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't see it coming. Um, but it looks like, like, just like you said, um, this is arguably going to be the first time Dakota has a real story to, to kind of latch to. She, she kind of had that, remember when she was like scared of Shayna Baszler and then she kind of had to work up the courage to fight her. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it kind of made her, uh, look kind of weak. Um, you know, she, she finally kind of, you know, womaned up and went at Shayna. obviously didn't win, but, um, yeah, if it, if it, if it takes a heel turn to give her, you know, a real storyline going forward, you know, I'm, I'm for it. Um, uh, good choice. Uh, what was your other, what was your other, uh, pick from the weekend? Oh,
1: that was, I, I went through it. The Kevin Owens stuff and then the Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Adam Cole going forward. I think uh, I, that that's another interesting thing to go over is do we, do we just say that war games and um, survivor series are in the same universe, but uh, they didn't really affect each other. Um, <laughs> Cause I, I mean, there were things that came from survivor series that you could argue could go forward for Champa, including Champa and Kevin Owens. But uh, I think, I think Champa is getting that next uh, title shot. Whatever's, whatever's leading into the Royal Rumble. uh, If we are going to be expecting going forward, if we're going to be expecting a, uh, a takeover of sorts at every single big pay-per-view, or I should say in the top four, which would be SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Then I think Champa and Adam Cole is something to build to for uh for the next couple of months.
0: yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna complain about watching more of those two guys' buttheads. Um, the only thing that it just felt like when uh Champa you know drove uh Adam Cole through the tables off the top of the war game cell um that it it just kind of felt like the the end of end of a, you know, end of a, end of the chapter there and that they're going to move on after that. Um, obviously Champa's, you know, they sell him as he's, he loves his beloved Goldie. Um, but it was just, uh, it was just kind of surprising. It just, it kind of felt like, uh, you know, they're ending the storyline with that move. Um,
1: I hear you. I I mean, I I can get on board with that. I, I definitely wouldn't die on the hill that Champa's next, but, um, uh, it, it just kind of feels like he, he still needs that shot at Goldie, especially since when he comes out, that's what everybody's chanting at him. Uh, to me, it, like it's almost T-shirt material, so you got to go with it. <laughs> as much as we love and respect NXT and their booking decisions, um, yeah. it's still business. So if you've got a T-shirt to sell, uh, go for it, because I'll be buying that when we go down to uh, – where are we going? We're going to Houston? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yep, we're going um, to Mark Calloway's old stomping ground. Oh
1: no, boy! Sounds like somebody's making a a surprise entrance at uh, this year's Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> Mike, who who didn't do enough at War Games to stay on NXT programming on a weekly basis? Hot, oh, hot tag. <laughs> who
0: didn't do enough? Um, yeah. Yikes! That's uh, tough because it, it it's almost bell to bell. Everybody did a good job. Um.
1: I mean, if you had to pick from the whole match card, I'd probably say Dijakovic. I kind of thought that he disappeared.
0: Yeah, you know, that's that's a pretty solid pick. Um it looked like, you know, there's only so many spots you can um, you know, like you look good spots, um, you know, like for big guys. And it looked like this weekend they were all about Keith Lee. Um, which kind of makes sense. Uh you know cuz you can create a a monster heel and th- you know there's a lot of them um and they've also been called up to uh the main roster already and maybe not made as much of a mark and that's what you know Dijakovic would be um but as far as having a a big you know lovable guy um for some reason they don't like pushing big E as much as we love him uh so it looks <laughs> like they might do that with Keith Lee um cuz he had a really impressive showing Saturday um where he, you know, the undisputed era tried to double and triple team him. um, And he was doing all his athletic moves, you know, uh, coming off the ropes, uh, you know, his Tennessee sequence, and then his crossbody dives. um, You know, and then he obviously had that huge moment with Roman Reigns, um, and he got to eliminate Seth Rollins. Um, Big weekend for Keith Lee. Um, If I could retroactively, you know, name one of the big big moments, I I would say it was him. but but yeah, were, I, but you're I think you're for right. War games. There's a whole other uh,
1: conversation to have for Survivor Series.
0: You got you got to save that combo. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, I I don't think I can not pick Dijakovic. Um, it felt it felt like just about everybody had their big moment except for him, and it didn't even feel like he was in the match for very long. Um, yeah, it was like they it was like they didn't know what to do with him. And it's it's kind of a bummer because I, I know you and I really like him after, you know, seeing him in person, and um, yeah. I think he re- he responded positively to one of our tweets. So now he's oh,
1: you he responded positively uh, to one of our old articles.
0: He's a uh, he's a bod hall of famer. Yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs> friend of the show, friend of the blog, friend yep. of the site.
0: He's invited um... to Thanksgiving.
1: All the above,
0: <laughs> absolutely.
1: But I mean, so top to bottom, this this was this is a great show, but I, I just, I think there's so much more to, to sort of dig into for Survivor Series. And and we're already at a half hour of talking and a lot of that was talking about Mark Calloway, but uh, Hey, let's, (laughs) let's talk about Survivor Series. I, I don't know if I put these in the right order, but uh, I'm going to, I think you could see my, my Survivor Series hot takes questions um so i want to i want to kind of go in the middle of this and go with uh who benefited the most from their match and i kind of want to use this because i feel like i feel like you could just jump on your last topic of conversation so this would be a good transition into us talking survivor series and what happened but um you know we're assuming everybody uh watched most of the show or has an idea of what was going on, but, um, Mike, I want to give you the opportunity to pick first since I'm throwing out the question. Um, and then I'll have, I'll have my way with the scraps, but, uh, yeah. Who who benefited the most from their match?
0: Who benefited the most from their match? Like overall over the, over the whole weekend from uh, survivor series. Okay. I didn't know if we were going to try and just say overall, um, I mean, you
1: can do that and then say overall if you like, but, uh, you know, whatever you want to do.
0: I, I think personally, um, it's hard to pick Roddy Strong because it, it felt like there was some real, um, like it would have to be a universal positive reaction. And a lot of people were in the, down in the dumps because Nakamura, again, didn't win.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: AJ Styles is beloved. I think personally, for you and I, Roddy Strong uh, had a hell of a, uh, a match. Um, but, man, t- to say, like, cumulatively for everybody, um, I'm going to pick a weird one. I'm going to pick a weird one. You ready? Yeah. All right. Daniel Bryan. Oh, boy. All right. Explain yourself. <laughs> Look, at, I wanted <laughs> to pick Matt Riddle. Um, yeah. Why? I was really pumped to see him at um, in the elimination match. He actually got to kick somebody out um that's somebody being uh Mr R- Mr Randall Orton um but i don't know I, I don't think he got quite the spotlight that keith lee did or how champo was kind of featured as the leader he uh riddle was was formidable uh but he did a lot of his fighting against shorty g and as much as you respect the skill and that the the couple moments they had doing their real mat wrestling that actually popped the crowd um he he just I don't think he got enough time to really be the man. He got glimmers, but he wasn't the man. Um so that's why you
1: picked Daniel Bryan.
0: So I picked <laughs> Daniel Bryan. I'm picking Daniel Bryan because yeah. <laughs> um he's in a no-win situation. He's going up against the fiend. He's not gonna win the title. It's the fiend. It's too early in the fiend's defense. Uh he, he's he's wildly overmatched uh size-wise. Um, and I want to make a point about that in a second too. Um, and I think Daniel Bryan legitimately got that crowd to, um, believe that, oh my God, you know, maybe Daniel could defeat the fiend and it, maybe it wouldn't even be the worst thing. Maybe, maybe these two guys could just have a feud for a while and we'd love it. Um, you know, we got that classic Daniel Bryan offense, Daniel Bryan, you know, begrudgingly started the yes chant again. And then, really started to embrace it and that crowd just had like a religious experience um you know throwing the throwing the fingers up and guessing their hearts out trying to will the underdog over the this creature as Michael Cole's been calling him um and it takes a special wrestler to uh you know win the crowd you know over the fiend who has you know he's he's number 1 in our hearts we we love him um, but Daniel Bryan, he, he, he switched that crowd. Uh, he turned back the clock. Um, and he, he just, he just showed why he's one of the best in the world. Um, we, we've talked about who could possibly get the fiend over, who's going to, you know, be in a match with them that doesn't make it, you know, seem silly, um, and still put up a fight. And I, I think, you know, WWE puts Seth Rollins, you know, on posters and video games and they, you know uh, really try to pimp this guy out. Yeah. Um and their their best asset clearly, I think from yesterday is Daniel Bryan. All right. <clears throat> so
1: here's here's why I don't like that answer. And I'm sorry. What? I don't I don't like that answer and I I think there was a super obvious answer and I was kind of hoping you'd just take it. So now I'm angry at you. So here we go. <laughs> Mike, Daniel Bryan is not going to get another match with Bray Wyatt like this is Bray Wyatt's or the Fiend's tour that we've been talking about that he's going to go back and take out everybody he's he's fought with in the past. I just think they're not being as blatant as I would have liked about it. But if Daniel had won, we we could expect another match. But this is just Daniel Bryan being Daniel Bryan. I I think we always knew what we had in Daniel. I don't think anybody's lost faith and Daniel's still Daniel. Like he's—he just—he pulled out the old tricks and and gave us a little show in that regard. I just—I don't see where this goes for Daniel. So that's wow. why you're wrong. I, I
0: could—I could really see this, uh, you know, like going all the way into Royal Rumble. So is
1: Daniel just going to come out and challenge and say, "I almost beat you," or what? Plot, plot it out. Help me believe. Help you help me understand why it's not Keith Lee who had the biggest night out of everybody. But go ahead. <laughs> when I said that, um, I put that on a silver platter for you to take, and I was going to figure out who had the other best night. And here we are. But go ahead.
0: He had a really big night. I, I think this was just a reminder of, you know, what we can do at the main event scene. Um, you know, Daniel was – he was doing tag teams. He was doing some, you know, storyline one-offs that were um, – you know, like mid card stuff. Um, and, and, you know, we have a, we have a guy who can, uh, easily should, probably should have easily, you know, main event to the survivor series. Um, I, I don't know if part of the reason that the, um, you know, Shayna Becky and Bailey, you know, didn't really get over. Is it, I don't know. It didn't have that, that feel to it that, you know, Brian and, um, Bray have, I, I don't know. It's, It's just a reminder of where this company could go at any time. You can, you can lean on one of the best in the world. And it's, I think it's easy. I think it's just easy to forget how good he is. You saw what it, you know, like Seth Rollins gets booed now and he didn't even do anything wrong. He just kind of butchered his butchered is such a strong word for what I just said. It kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but what, like what is his crime? Like, what is his crime for being booed? He just completely
1: fucked up the whole fan base. No, I, I'm not saying it's true. Um,
0: I mean, I don't what get it. Like honestly, like, what is his crime for getting booed?
1: Because he went to Twitter and said that he's the best in the world, and people are so butt hurt about a guy being confident about that. And and honestly, you know, it's probably coming from uh, uh, coming from the folks that have put a hand up to the WWE and said, no more. I will watch you no more. I have a whole nother brand to watch. So leave me alone. <clears throat> and that brand labels itself as the elite. So I think what we were getting from Seth Rollins in more of a childish way, so it wasn't the best way for him to go about it. Um, and honestly, what CM Punk said was right. He should have just shut up at some point because that was just hurting him more and more to keep talking. Um, but essentially i don't mind it but what he did and i understand how he just kept making it worse but what he did was he just kept talking on twitter and kept being the guy who in today's world just won't just won't shut up just admit when he lost like just (laughs) give it up seth but that's that was his crime was was not admitting fault and uh and just going you know what uh that's stupid of me to be a cocky a-hole. Um, <laughs> that's not who I am. I'm about showing who I am in the ring and, and giving you guys good matches. That's what I do. And now, you know what the result is now? Now he's going to have to go on like a losing streak to kind of humble his character. But um, that's not the best way to go about it. The best way to go about it was for him to shut up for five effing minutes <laughs> on Twitter. What? <But, laughs> You know, all the power to him, really. Like, it's just... Like, it would be so hard for me. Like, think about, Mike. Put yourself in that situation. Um, Let me be gentle with my words. You're uh, the man who takes Becky Lynch about town. I was about to say something way more graphic. You're the man who takes Becky Lynch about town. You squire her about town. You, at the time, were the universal champion. You were leading whatever anybody says the top earning revenue wise wrestling company in the world. And everybody at the time was like, yeah, this is our, this is our superhero. Like think about a year and a half ago, we were watching him in like a 65 minute match on Monday night raw, where he fought like five different dudes. And we labeled that as match of the year last year, or one of the nominate nominations for match of the year. That was match of the year because of Seth Rollins. So he was our hero when he wasn't the champion. But then all this stuff happened, and now we're going way too deep and getting away from Survivor Series. But I just that was what I was thinking, was like, you know, if I put myself in Seth Rollins' shoes, of course I'm going to go on Twitter and tell everybody to can it. I've got Becky Lynch in one arm, Universal Title in the other, and a fat wallet in my back pocket. So, (laughs) yeah, of course I'm the man. (laughs) But, you know, I – that's what happened. And I think a lot of people just don't like to see success. So when Seth Rollins is successful and cocky, um, I, it definitely I, hurts who you are. Like your character is a human being. I
0: think that, I think that contributed. I just think that that requires a lot of attention being paid to, you know, social media. I, I really think yeah. it has more to do with him and his few his his getting one over on the fiend.
1: Well I think the timing of that happened was right in the middle of all this, so it that just did not help at all, <laughs> so he was already yeah I, he I was just... already despised, and then they gave him the win over who is our most beloved character at the time, and I think you could definitely admit we care less about the fiend than we did two months ago,
0: yeah i I don't know. I think he just became um, representative of something that we were upset with WWE about, you know, kind of like Roman Reigns, how they were like, well, shit, we need somebody to run the company and be our A1 guy. We got to push someone. And so.
1: You're pretty good looking.
0: I'll yeah, you you're do it. you're pretty hot. Come here, you.
1: <laughs> He's just sitting in the corner. How'd you yeah, like to be guy's a world hot. champion? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh,
0: yeah. Um,.
1: Uh, How's how that sound? Stuff. You you want to do that out out there? <laughs> yeah, just
0: go I ahead. Ooh yeah. <laughs> ooh ah. um, yeah. How about
1: that? No no
0: no. It's like this. Ooh yeah. I said ooh yeah. <laughs> That's music right there. That's beautiful. My God. Get out there, Roman. Say ooh yeah. You're the new double J. <laughs>
1: said, ooh, yeah. Double uh, R, double O. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think he was just representative of something we didn't like. So <clears throat> that's why I, I, I'm going to rest my case. It's just that it's really tough to satisfy our sh- short-sighted, needy wrestling desires. Um, and Daniel Bryan was able to make us forget that. So I, I, I just, that's, I rest my case.
1: Well, I'll, I'll just, you know, kind of recap too. And, and to, to, to say why I do think it was Keith Lee. I mean, I'm not going to ignore the fact that he was in war games the night before and he pinned Seth Rollins to keep that conversation going. He pinned him. He didn't yeah. get the win in that match, but he pinned Seth freaking Rollins. And I think that means a lot. As much as everybody wants to, to trash Seth, the television show character that we're watching is billed as the second best guy on the roster. So Keith Lee got the weight on that guy and he almost beat Roman Reigns. Like that was almost Jericho beating Stone Cold and the rock in the same night. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been separate matches, but could you imagine the, the height of heights Keith Lee would be at right now? Now I, I, texted you last night I said we were on the cusp of something amazing and last night's booking I still thought was good but when I say that when I said we're on the cusp of something amazing that would mean greatness was in store for Keith Lee something to be excited about the next day to to make sure I wasn't missing the beginning of Monday Night Raw because what if they talked about Keith Lee taking down Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns what would probably happen is Seth's going to come out and this is going on right now. So I don't even need to guess. I could just look it up, but Seth's going to go out there, say, I tried real hard for you guys and just couldn't get it done. You know, like something like that. And I'm not for that, but I would at least be so excited for Keith Lee that I couldn't wait. And I'd be on the couch waiting for that to start. And I would have said, Mike, we're not recording until I see Keith Lee's new promo on Monday night. Raw. But, uh you know that's that didn't happen it doesn't mean it wasn't it was definitely fun to watch but there's been too many times where we were on the cusp of something great and wwe just they could either completely turn it off or they turn it down just a little bit and you're you just miss it um but that was <sighs> yeah you know that i'm trying to get used to
0: uh uh, what's his face uh Bully Ray was trying to talk about that he he was trying to come to you know WWE's defense and say that uh Roman Reigns went over and Keith Lee got over and I, I mean I understand that you you know you got more than three guys in the company but I mean, we can sacrifice AJ and Nakamura to get Roddy Strong over, but we couldn't sacrifice Roman Reigns, who, my God, that guy could lose a 1,000 matches in a row, and he would still be looked at as, you know, a god. Yeah. It's, you know, for one thing, let me ask you this. Up to that point, would you have, would you have seen Keith Lee in that, in that spot? No. To take down two of the biggest guys in the company?
1: No, I totally thought it was going to be Champa in the end and I was even excited when Champa got pinned cuz I knew that meant Keith Lee was going to be in the bottom. 3. I think that <laughs> well, I, yeah, such a great bottom. <clears throat> Go ahead.
0: Well, actually, I uh I didn't mind that. I think that what's weird is, you know, Champa, you can see that that physical um mismatch that he has against either of those two guys. Yeah. Um, as that shredded was very as he apparent is. Yesterday. Yeah. Why are
1: these guys not featured on the main roster? Well, tiny little baby Champa might have something to do with that.
0: Um, Go ahead. We can't help being. I am little. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, I, I think that was, you know what, Matt? One of the big surprising takeaways from last night is how much they really do value Keith Lee, because I remember he was kind of floundering in NXT, where he he wasn't even on TV for a while. I. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember him being hurt. He just wasn't doing matches, or when he did do a match, he would lose. And I, I thought that, man, I, I thought this was one of their guys they're gonna push. Um, and now it kind of feels like they're, they're, you know, he's got his his feet underneath him. The, the, he's getting positive reactions. You know, the crowd's doing the bask in his glory stuff. Um, this was a, it was an interesting test run for WWE, and I, I think that maybe they do have a black guy they want to push my Woo! god my god
1: <laughs> well let me ask you this mike just a quick take not a hot take i want a quick take got it is it possible that jordan miles is already affected for the better affected the booking decisions oh for the um
0: better? uh maybe in like a we feel really guilty kind of way uh <laughs> like i if
1: i was jordan miles i i would probably sit there and go i did it or at least for one night like i i think that's a what another battle won in the war for equality in this roster said by uh one <laughs> straight white male to another um <laughs> damn the white man um, okay. I damn thee! Uh, so before I, I bury myself even even further, I think it has to be noted that Drew McIntyre super got over last night, taking down Walter with one claymore. Whammo! Balani! Slambo! Nobody
0: was happier than brother of discussion man. <laughs> nobody was I more was nobody was more TV. crushed than the WWE universe. Look.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here's my argument, real quick, because I'm the one that has the stronger feelings on this.
0: Yeah. Or the opposite
1: of everybody else. Um, this is supposed to be, like, I get it. Like, Walter is a big force. And yeah, like Pete Dunn put up a good fight, but he's also little tiny Pete Dunn. And so is Tyler Tyler Bate. (laughs) So Walter I think, had to you know go what? up against guys that are bigger than him. Drew McIntyre you know what, is bigger and quicker. So is Braun Strowman. This made yep. sense.
0: I think he's still he still got his shit in and it took a he you did. know it took some effort to get him out. Uh I think, Matt, uh, secretly it's it's a little it might be a little tough to to swallow for some of us, but I think they protected him. Um Cause he's had, he's had some matches where he's had to lean on, you know, some of the best, you know, like Tyler and, uh, uh, Peter. Yeah. Um, this is a
1: great point. Go ahead.
0: But the other thing too, is that if, if you want to have this magical moment for Keith Lee, and I don't think anyone was complaining about that. I don't think Walter could have handled it. And I, I love Walter. I, I just think that Keith Lee is better suited to like build a big moment like that. Um, yeah,
1: Keith Lee, like or I'm sorry. Walter is, is built for those like monstrous. Mm, what do I want to say? Like just that big squash, like one move maneuver. Um, I love his with knife the edge chops.
0: chops. And I, I love right. seeing him in David and Goliath matches, Matt. So, but I'm
1: talking about Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre, who are athletic freaks, just like Keith Lee. That's why Keith Lee should get the push he got. Those yeah. guys should not move the way they move for their size. And I mean that even with Braun Strowman being sort of like in slow motion when we see him run. But that's that's just because he's even bigger than everybody else in the ring. <laughs> I <laughs> That we can't forget that some of these guys still Somebody had to get eliminated. <laughs> right. Some of these guys still haven't won any championships yet who are on the main roster. I I would go as far to say, um, I think everybody forgot how angry they were when Braun Strowman didn't win the title last year against Brock Lesnar. And uh, I, of course, have been hoping that Drew would at least get close to the main event considering his ability on the microphone and his ability in the ring and his looks. But, uh, you know, I guess not. You
0: know what? All those people whining, I got one question for you. Who who would you rather see get pushed to the moon, Walter or Keith Lee? Thank you,
1: Keith Lee. Yeah. Also, how many of those morons would be in the middle of a Walter promo going, "What? CM Punk? CM Punk? What?" Like, I'm getting a little childish here and a little a little defensive of my my beloved, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on,
0: like and I, yeah, and I mean, on this sh- on this show, you're not going to win that argument. We're we're still waiting for the the McIntyre well, push, so. and, and
1: we've and we've seen like the um, what's the case study or or I think that's the right word we want to use would be like the Ty Dillinger case study. Um, the guy was fine for the lane that he was in, but he wanted a little bit more than he could handle, and now we're seeing like, all right, well this. Wait a minute! This is two different brands that this guy can't get over. What? <laughs> like we weren't missing something. I, I honestly was was not. I, I didn't. I didn't need Ty Dillinger to be in the main event. Another guy that doesn't need to be in the main event is Shorty G. He's his lane is having those moments with Matt Riddle. His right. lane is not leading this company with his, um, I don't know, horrible acting promos. Walter was not going to lead this company. <laughs> and you know, and in the next 10 years just what's right. going to happen.
0: But Yeah, he's he's a great villain on NXT. I love yeah. him. I I just Keith Lee is where the money's at. I'm sorry.
1: I, I totally agree.
0: All right. So,
1: I got that out of off my chest. Um my biggest misstep. Gonna and I'll I'll take oh, this one first. Oh, that's an easy first. one. Oh, go ahead. You take it then.
0: Um the 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 women's Elimination match. I, I don't know what they were thinking with having EO and yeah. Candace run back out there. Like, Rhea needed any help against 80-pound Sasha Banks. I, uh, I, I they, totally barely, they barely helped to begin with. And, uh, you know, Rhea didn't need it. It just made Rhea look a little bit weaker. It didn't make Sasha look stronger. So, it it just did two nothings. And it, I, it, it didn't, I, it, it didn't accomplish anything.
1: I think you nailed it. I think the other thing I'll say, and this would have helped Keith Lee, and I think when we talk about my other hot take ask is most positive, I think we've nailed it with Keith Lee doing so great. Um, But I'll say the biggest misstep was not having the uh, Men's Survivor Series elimination match close the show. I think the way that they decided to close it, I know everybody would have been upset about Roman Reigns um, taking the final victory, but I, that to me too still makes sense. Like we're still talking about a Keith Lee who lasted that entire match and took out Seth Rollins just a moment ago and took finishers from these guys still kicked out from all those finishers and took one more. Like I would have loved for that to have closed the night and to be able to see Keith Lee stand tall. And that was like, that was one of the first times that I watched one of those handshakes happen in the middle of the ring. And I was, I was happy. Like, I was like, yeah, F yeah. You could go get him Keith. Like that was a, that was a positive moment. Like, I don't, I don't think we've had a good handshake moment since like John Cena shaking hands with Sammy Zayn, like that. that was you know what
0: too, they, they did a good job of that because um, they are, they are kind of like an eye roll moment. Um, and it, I think it takes the right kind of um, indifference from the, like the big star uh, to make it, you know, not as corny as it could be. And I thought Roman did a really good job with that. Like he didn't, he didn't really linger in the ring too long. He just put the moment out there and kind of let, you know, Keith Lee, um, you know, enjoy it. And Roman won the match. Like Roman's music was playing and he still kind of got out of the way.
1: Um, I'm going to paint a picture to tell you that it also matters like the timing of that with the guy who is getting over, which is Keith Lee. And you talked about it earlier with how unexpected that was. I would hate that handshake moment if that was Champa getting the handshake. If he was like, whoa, Champa, you really got it. Come here, handshake. Like, I would fucking hate that moment so goddamn much. Come here, little I, guy. I, I'd be throwing up all <laughs> over the couch. But when it's Keith Lee and this came out of nowhere, I I loved it. It was perfect. That's what should have happened. That was Roman yeah. saying, nope, this guy is main event material. Where we already know Champa's main event material. He doesn't need the handshake. He he's where he's at. He's good. But keith yep. Lee he didn't need the handshake, but that's that nod. I think like it, it's not disrespectful. Uh it would have been to like champa and champa should have slapped his hand away if that's what happened. Uh you know, if we rewrite history. But uh man, the spears really making me burpy. But uh it, it totally works because of what you said. 100% correct. The way Roman did it, number two, the fact that it was Keith Lee. Doesn't work if it's somebody else. Doesn't work if Shinsuke Nakamura is getting up at the end of the Roddy match and going, you know, come on, give me a handshake. Like that, <laughs> no, doesn't work. Uh, doesn't work if, if Becky Lynch gives a handshake to Baszler. No. Um, how about this for a misstep, Mike? You were, you were texting about this or tweeting about it. I sound like an old man. Um, how badly did you want to
0: see Rhonda end the night? Yeah, I, I don't know way, if she. I don't know if she really is in that process of you know uh, childbirth and adding another human to the race. Um, but I just, I, I thought they were really get planting some seeds uh, for that to happen. Uh, they had Jessamyn Duke, they had Marina Shafir, you know, on TV briefly. Um, they showed Rhonda, you know, in a, a total diva segment. Um, you know, Becky and Bailey were already in the in the main event. And uh the main event lacked sizzle. I mean there was the one promo Becky and uh Shayna had face to face, which was pretty strong. Um but you know the match was uh it was just kind of a a gentlewoman's contest, which you know the Miz has taught us is the worst kind of match. Um <laughs> and I think that's why the crowd died. Uh there was there was no no energy, no chanting. Um you know, in Survivor Series, I th- I think we've gotten some uh, some pretty cool moments out of it. Um, you know, like we've had Goldberg return. We've had, you know, Sting return. Um, you know, uh, we've had, you know, in the same night, you know, we had Dolph go pretty much coast to coast. Um, and uh, I, I know Keith Lee had his big moment, but I thought we were still going to get one big, like, you're not going to forget this Survivor Series moment. Um... I don't know. I, I, uh, I was, I'm not super devastated. They didn't, they didn't really force it on us to make it super obvious, but uh, I, you know, I thought it was there in the tea leaves. I, I thought it would have had a big payoff. I thought it would have woke up that crowd a little bit yeah. um, and really got people, you know, geared up for more um, of the women's division who um, did great from NXT, which, you know, we've talked about of Raw Smackdown, NXT, the NXT one is, is probably probably has the most depth. Honestly. Um, and, uh, you know, I the uh, women's elimination match was was good. Uh, but, you know, the people at the top of the card, I, I don't think Shayna got a chance to be violent. I don't think Bailey got a chance to really be a heel. She kept making a sad Muppet face to start the match. I, I really hated that. <laughs> uh, Becky comes out defiant. Shayna comes out with her, you know, black mouth guard, and her mouth looks like the, you know, a hole into hell. Every time she locks in that, you know, Kimura clutch. And then Bailey was just, you know, sad Muppeting out there. It was, it was a, you know, that was a big misstep was how they booked her. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of rambling here. It's just, I, I, I think a couple, a couple little, a couple little tweaks would have made this, you know, just, just perfect. And it, it, it didn't quite happen. Didn't quite land.
1: And uh, I, I I totally agree. But I, I mean I I think more more than a couple tweaks. Um and I think this match does get over if it's earlier in the night. Um but yeah, I mean the uh, best way to end the show would have been that, that uh Survivor Series match and have Keith Lee go over. Like that would have been or have him win, like get the uh, get the pin at the end, that probably Um, him or walter i guess jesus um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't realize the whole world was behind walter and his push uh and you know (laughs) judging by how often people talk about nxt uk uh yeah big surprise to me anyway um mike i I know we're hitting an hour here i wanted to keep it under an hour so final takes for me I think if you are butt hurt about this weekend, I think you're- you gotta like step back and reanalyze like what you're looking for in pro wrestling. Because yeah. if we wanted WWE to to like do better and give us what we want, NXT just won a Survivor Series battle between Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. <laughs> That's what yeah. we just got this weekend, including an awesome War Games. It's not like they took away War Games and they're like, "Well, here's here's the replacement." No, we got two great nights, and it was—I mean, we got another Adam Cole match the very next night again. That I, I was actually—I um, don't want to say it was a match of the year candidate, but it was definitely up there with match of the night. Um, I don't know if we got a, a match of the year candidate um, on Survivor Series, but anyway, I mean, we got we got another. At, like Adam Cole was star of the weekend. We got Rhea Ripley as another star of the weekend. We got surprises from Keith Lee. This was a great weekend of wrestling. And you're, you're begging for so much from, uh you know, how many, how many goddamn matches were there? There's like 12 fucking matches. Of course it, not all of them are going <laughs> to be perfect, but they did overall such an amazing job. This was such a great weekend. Yeah. I, you know, we I am so critical and hard on this company. Um, and this weekend, Mike, I'm hard for it. So,
0: what well, I don't know if you want to take your final, if your
1: I final, I just take. like that
0: you said, there's so many fucking matches. <laughs> that was my favorite line of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that for you, if I, I if you found nits to pick with this weekend, you're probably a brother of discussion, but beyond that. This this is this one two three four. There's like seven hours of really really good wrestling. Um, I sometimes these weekends I don't look forward to them because if you know the card's not great, it's a real drag. It's you know a, a two three four. It's a <laughs> large percentage of your weekend, Matt. It's yeah. like uh almost a, almost six.
1: Well, like yeah, it's almost like
0: a uh it's I almost a at sixth of, at of your weekend.
1: Yeah, I wake up at one p.m. on the weekend, so that's that's all gone. <laughs> I just let my baby girl cry till one o'clock, and then I, I wake up and change her diaper. <laughs> she's she's in a pool of poop. I'm just kidding, everybody. Please do not call.
0: Yeah, pool, protective services. poop doesn't pool. It was it was urine. Um. <laughs> anyway, it, it, I I I had a I had a tremendous time this weekend. Um, this this will be you know uh, a couple of pay per views I will revisit in my future. Um, I, I, it's were, were all the matches five star classics? No, was this for fun? How would I grade this weekend? A plus. I had a lot of fun. I got to watch Rey Mysterio and his son double 619 Brock Lesnar and then double <laughs> splash him, and then. Pancake pin him and almost defeat the beast. That yep. was fun. I'm sorry. It was a, it was a fun moment. It was a fun night, two fun nights. I want more.
1: And a uh, quick shout out to, uh, if you guys are a brother discussion, faithful, especially on uh, Twitter and on the live wrestling discussion. Um, we were supposed to be joined by one Amy D and, uh, she felt ill. So quick shout out to yep, Amy. Hope she feels hope- better. Yeah, hopefully we catch up with you again. We get you another episode uh, that you can. We can get your hot takes, so we have uh, uh, three people going here on the episode. Um, but yeah, if uh, if you guys have a second, throw out uh, throw out some love on uh, on Twitter or on uh, probably better on the live wrestling discussion. Uh, just you know, or just keep aiming your thoughts. Uh, she got pretty sick apparently, so uh, that's why we're missing her. She won't. She doesn't just miss this for for nothing. She. Uh, <laughs> She got super sick, so Amy, we're thinking of you, and uh, I know you're okay, so that's why I'm making jokes. But um, uh, yeah, feel feel better, and I hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to end it for me, bud.
1: All right, we are sailing off into the sunset once again. Uh, everybody, check out bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. We are on Twitter as at podcast on Instagram is at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And, uh, of course, uh, check out the Hockey Podcast if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan. At vodhockey Hockey is the Twitter. And you can find us through the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a nice, uh, well, post this tonight. Have a nice week. Fuck <laughs> you, man. All
0: right, bye. <laughs>